Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast for the week of January 16th. Let's just fire it, Hunter. Let's go. We're here. <clears throat> we're both live in Petoskey. We are, which I think it makes Peter think the worst people is just to wing this. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean that. I... <laughs> Because really, there's not a ton different between when we're on Zoom <laughs> and when we're in person. We are presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed indeed. In this week's episode, Hunter has results from the Latino, the Latin American Amateur Championship. Is that the right name? That sounds very winner gets very into close. The Masters U.S. Open. So we'll tell you who came away victorious there. Uh, preview of the American Express Pro-Am PGA Tour flies from Hawaii to California now for the California Swing. Uh, that'll be really fun. It's a better-than-expected field at the Amex this year, so I'm excited to dig into that. And there's some much softer, more realistic odds available for those of us who like to wager a penny or two on the golf. Um, and it's long shot season at the Amex, so that's always exciting. Um, live. It's another player to leave the PGA Tour and join their upstart uh, tour. We'll tell you who that is. Uh, a couple other small things along the way, too. But first, got to recap the action at the Sony Open. Siwoo, I don't know how I miss my boy Siwoo, but chips in on 17, chases down Hayden Buckley. Um and wins for, I believe, the fourth time on the PGA Tour at the tender age of 27 years old. Siwoo Kim, have yourself a new year. I believe he just got married inside of maybe a couple months ago. Now he gets another PGA Tour victory in pretty thrilling fashion, I will say. Played exceptional golf on Sunday. Um, what were your takeaways, Hunter, from the Sony over the weekend? Uh, Siwoo, Siwoo Kim's career in general is just is very fascinating. His stardom, I would say, early. He won the uh, he won the players at what eight twenty one. It's been a while. Eh? So, I, yeah, I, I believe it was. That. I believe <laughs> it was either twenty or twenty one. Yeah, amazing. And to, to, so to do that, I want to even say he had a win before the players. I think he did. So just to to come onto the stage that early and then. It seems like he's just been around, and clearly he has. It's for a very long time. This is kind of the the Siwoo that, in a way, I guess you you would you would expect. But he's just he's just very he's I, I can't quite get a pulse on him because he is all over the place as far as when he's playing well, he plays some very, very good golf. And when he is not playing his best, there may, uh, he really, he did not, he can eject if you will, where a couple things go wrong and all of a sudden we've lost, we've lost him. Um, he didn't do that. And he although he got off to a great start on Sunday, he still had opportunities to sort of pack it in and he really kept it together and he needed that chip in on 17. I found it fascinating that Roberto Castro, who was tweeting, and I, I never knew this about Siwoo, he said Siwoo was the second best chipper 
he had ever played with, that every time Siwoo chipped, felt like he was burning the edge. You know, like it was looking like it was going to go in that good of a that good of a chipper. Second only to uh, Tiger Woods, Cameron Smith. Oh, I guess I I, I can't believe I just fumbled that because I saw that same tweet. Yeah, yeah. So he said Cam Smith was the best chipper he'd ever seen, and Siwoo was the second best. So that proved true there on seventeen when uh, uh, when he knocked in that chip, which he needed, and then of course hit that incredible second on. Uh, on 18 and, and two-putted for birdie. You thought that Hayden was going to make birdie on 18 and force a playoff. I I shouldn't say that. So I I saw his tee, sh- his tee shot. He went with a three-wood off the tee, which I think you have to. I mean, you don't have to, but Siwoo did the same thing. I don't know if, and we'll talk about it maybe. Siwoo Kim teeing up his three-wood like three inches <laughs> on, on 18 on Sunday with the tournament on the line. Uh, so maybe you have to hit three with theirs because it's it's that much of an angle and and you don't really need to hit driver, but he was just up against the uh, the right side of the primary uh, Bermuda rough. So I just don't know if he didn't get. And I didn't see the second shot. I was I'm sure I was dealing with Mac in some former fashion, um, but he ended up being I would say he was 15 yards short of the of the pin. And uh, I believe he was playing with Lipsky. David Lipsky was four feet in front of him, but he was on the upslope. And if you could have switched those balls around, I think we would have been in a playoff 95 times out of 100 because Lipsky's, he got his up, down, his up and down very, very easily. It was sitting up. It was on an uphill lie. But I can imagine uh, Hayden Buckley was feeling a little bit of pressure in that moment, in that very, for anybody that's played in Bermuda grass, that is like, that's not exactly like, uh, cal- that's not calming. Spot. Yeah. That's not the spot yeah. you want to be in when you're feeling the nerves. Yeah. I mean, the ball was sitting down and he probably only had seven or eight feet of green to work with. Um, so I, I was telling Peter earlier, I think he, he thought that if you, if he was going to leave it short, it could toss, possibly not even make it on the green. Um, so he at least need to have a putt at it. So I think he ended up with like 11 and a half footer, uh, for birdie that he just left on the left side. Um, I mean, a, a, a good week from, from Hayden. I think if you would, obviously if you would have went in the week saying you finished second, that's, he would have said, hell yeah, I'll, I will take that. But I definitely feel like he... He fumbled it a little bit on either 15 or 16. He missed a three-footer for par that got him, I want to say it got him tied back up with Siwoo, and then Siwoo chips in on 17, and that's the rest is, uh, the rest is history there. But overall, we talked about it. What do you think of uh, Hayden Buckley's golf swing? It's hard to watch. I don't like it. No. It's not my favorite thing in the world by any means. I would much rather watch Siwoo, whose swing has always looked amazing and looked especially good over the weekend. I thought I thought his swing looked really free. Like he just eliminated that left side of the golf course. He's not hitting any of those chicken wings that he has in the past. Mm-hmm. And he was really in command of his of his golf ball. And I thought I you know, 
I know we're going to talk about the A, A, A tour, B tour here in a minute and the, the way that the fields this season are going to be impacted by these elevated events. But I think part of the story here is just how good of a player Siwoo is. And like, what do we project now for Siwoo moving forward in 2023? I mean, this is a guy who I've long said has the ability to win a major championship. I'm not ready to say that he's going to do that this year, but we're talking about a guy who has all the things that you want in a guy that can win, say, at Augusta. He has length. He hits the ball plenty high. He can work it both ways, but he favors a draw off the tee. And he's switched to the wand. And it has made a significant difference for him on the greens, where now all of a sudden, if he can hold his own on the greens, and he made those birdie putts early in the round on Sunday to give himself the momentum that he needed to go with his great chipping, he is a very... He is a very good player. He's a player that was priced in, I think, the mid-50s or even 60-1 to last week. Should have been much, much lower. Shame on me for missing it, but he just it was a reminder. Siwoo has a very, very high ceiling as a PGA Tour player. Like a major championship ceiling. He's that good. Okay, I need... Is everything all right over there? Yes, because uh, I, I have so I I have pulled up here. So I have pulled up here. Uh, see what was putting stats. We'll just go. We'll start this year. We'll just we'll rock our way on back because this is this is tough and this is I mean this is clearly what's holding him back because this is actually awful. Uh, to twenty twenty two twenty twenty three one fifty nine twenty twenty one twenty two one seventy seven. This is, this is strokes game putting. Uh, 2020, 2021, 145. Very Tw- consistent. 20, 2019, he had a breakout year at 123. <laughs> uh, 20, 2018, actually, it's even better. 111. 2017, 151. 2016, 173. 2015, 118. 2013, uh, didn't, Consistently didn't one of the worst putters on the PGA Tour every season. Absolutely the worst putter. I don't know why. He, I hope he doesn't practice his long game. I hope he just sits <laughs> on the putting green. Because, I mean, we talk about a guy that has the ability to win a major championship, but not with that. I mean, that's not going to win you a major. You can get hot maybe, but I don't – even that, I feel like majors are just a, a little bit different of an animal. Okay, so I was having this same debate with somebody last night. And I said, Augusta is friendly to bad putters. And this person said, that's really sad to think about it in those terms. But I really feel like, going back to the Augusta point, we've seen guys like Sergio, Charles Schwartzel. Like if you dominate Augusta with your ball striking, you can get away with being a subpar putter. And I'd be interested to know where Siwoo is now in this season, since he started using the wand, I mean, I could look on Fantasy National, but I think if we looked short-term at his putting, all you need is enough confidence to be able to putt to the field baseline that week, which maybe is a stroke or a little bit like a stroke around better than you normally would putt. Basically, you just have to make a few more than you normally do, and all of a sudden your ball striking has carried the day. 
I do think Augusta, maybe even U.S. Opens in some ways can be friendly to bad putters. The Southern Hills setup was not a putter's track. That was a PGA Championship. But there are definitely majors in there where the putting, you just have to hold up under pressure. Yeah. And if the wand might be the thing that unlocks that for Siwoo. I mean, he's never done this before. I mean, he's obviously trying everything because, as you mentioned, the p- practice time. It, the wand shows you that I will try anything to improve in putting. Meanwhile, yeah. you got Aaron Wise at 35-1 to this week at the AMX, which is kind of a trendy pick <laughs> for people, even though he has a terrible history there. And he's using the wand. And he, like Siwoo, is having something of a resurgence because he can. he's not so bad on the greens and he's actually turned it around now to where he's gaining strokes on the green I so believe- anyway i think it's i think it's fascinating like if we have back-to-back wand winners on the pga tour will that finally reignite the debate around the fairness surrounding these things and whether or not there's such a thing as using a long putter and not anchoring it i don't think so i think we're i think we're i hope that conversation's dead forever dead forever i really do I mean, that's just it's not Coming this spring to Bayview Country Club, Hunter Blast yeah. and his new long putter. I don't. I mean, I've done the Matt Kuchar putter, so we've we've gotten close to the long putter. I haven't gotten all the way to the anchor uh, yet. So what about? I think I think it was. I want to say it was Jordan Spieth mentioned it. The how so there always has been on the LPGA tour all these these Korean players, South, Southern Korean play, or South Korean players that have come on at a young age and really just dominated and now i think we're finally starting to see it on the men's side of things where you never it never seems like there was one or two let's just say 10 years seven ten years ago but now it seems like they're i mean they're fairly it's fairly regular to see at least two korean flags in the top 10 uh of of pretty much every event that we're looking at well if you look at it now i don't know where siwoo is now but i'm trying to count the South Koreans in the official world golf ranking top 50. I'm saying, I'm going to, let's, let's, let's take a guess. I'm, I'm going to say f- uh, five. Uh, four. I think it's three, but it's probably five in the top, like 75, maybe. I don't know, because there's a couple guys that are going to be real borderline there. And to your point, I agree that, like, look at Soon Young Kim. Played well again at the Sony. Has a fourth place finish already this season. He's an emerging star from South Korea. Mm-hmm. Talk about a guy that does not struggle on the greens. Uh, obviously, Sung Jae, Tom Kim, Siwoo. Yep. K- and KH Lee. KH Lee is... But KH Lee is probably borderline top 50. No, he's actually... Um, in the 30s? Yeah, so it's so it's uh, Tom Kim at 14, Sung Jae at 19, Um K.H. Lee at 36. Siwoo had to sneak in the top 50, I would think. And then Siwoo's at 41. Okay, so it's four. Four, yes. And then the next, we got to go a little bit. But I mean, we just heard um, Adam Scott, by the way, always backs up his South Korean buddies because he said K.H. Yes. Lee was the horse of the President's Cup oh, team. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he also said this week that if Siwoo got into a lead, that he would be really hard to beat, that the fire burns hard for Siwoo, which I totally, like, he's a great competitor. Yeah. You don't win the Players' Championship at that young of an age 
not having a fire burning in your belly. Like he wants, sometimes he wants to win a little too much as we touched on earlier and he'll, he'll trunk slam because he's so upset that he's not perfect, but, um, and Siwoo can speak pretty good English, can he? I don't actually know the answer to that, Hunter. So, so I was thinking, like, obviously Tom Kim. Tom Kim is like is like a marketer's dream. I think like he's going to make so much money in his career because he because of he can be an international star. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I and I like Sung Jay. Sung Jay can speak enough English to to create a fan base in America. Like these guys are really turning into like little little superstars. And they've always had like, these these golf swings that they they bring over are just spectacular. Like they are, we always use this, like the term robotic, and they they are just so repeatable. Well, Siwoo in particular is his swings unbelievable. Mm-hmm. All right, well let's uh, let's talk quickly about this A tour B tour thing and what we think how these these fields are going to be impacted. There's been quite a bit of talk. Since the Sony, I know it's just been a couple of days, but about this A tour, B tour kind of thing, this this dichotomy that's going to get wider as a result of the elevated events. So we just went to Century where we had everybody, and then we went to nearby Sony, and Spieth was the only star that went, and the field had some had had Tom Kim, had Sung Jay, had had Spieth, had a few. But was, you know, like noticeably kind of a weak field, even by maybe Sony standards. And that's and what that's I wonder. That's what we've, we're f- now fearful of is do these elevated events now create even weaker fields for the other events during the year? And you saw Sungjae missed the cut, Tom Kim missed the cut, Spieth missed the cut in interesting fashion on Friday. After shooting whatever five six under on 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 uh, Thursday, and then all of a sudden you don't have anybody on the weekend that you can really put in a promo on TV that's going to catch eyeballs and draw people to the broadcast because you don't have anybody with mass appeal. Yeah. Is this going to be a problem for the tour? Because on the other hand, look at the Amex field, and we'll get into that later on the podcast. But the American Express field is very strong. It's got five of the top ten in the world, so I, I think it's going to be an interesting story to watch. But I don't know if you have a take on that. I I don't really know. I don't really know what my what my take. I don't I don't love it because you just like kind of touched on it that the <laughs> it's going to be tough to get the average golf fan to to turn tune in when you're luckily Siwoo was Siwoo was playing well. But if it, if you would have said. And like this is like just no like <laughs> no offense to to Hayden Buckley, Chris Kirk, Andrew Putnam, and David Lipsky, but if it was just those guys, you it's going to be tough to get a an average golf fan to to tune in, especially when there is football a football on still. Yeah, particularly at this time of year. So no it's doubt. it's the I think they're the. The PGA Tour is is dodging the question this week because the Sony is always a little bit weaker than the Century Tournament champions, so it kind of just it worked out. But I am I am very curious. Do you know off the top of your head how many events? Is there a minimum number of non elevated events that these guys are supposed to play in? Yes. Do you know how yeah. many that is? No, I can't remember. 
because like I'm just I'm just thinking there's it's not a big number. No, it can't be because they have to play in all the other ones in twenty, right? Ends up being I think it's sixteen plus the majors. I think you're right. So right there, and you can only skip one of those. And yeah. Rory's already skipped. Now, granted, you can get hurt or whatever. You know, I don't like, know. There's gonna be. There's gonna be. <laughs> I I can't wait to see how that all works out. Yeah, yeah, it might not work. Like some somebody's just like you know what? I really need a freaking break. Oh my arm, like my arm is hurting really bad like i'm i'm gonna take the week off i don't know how they've managed to to pull that one on all the sponsors but it is it is going to be very very interesting to see i don't i don't know what's going to happen because i do think that the gap is just going to get bigger and bigger how would are they i mean they're obviously not getting like the same amount of world ranking points for the the tournament champions and Sony are just because of the smaller field. But let's just say like the waste management versus the Sony Open. Yeah, the waste management versus the American Express. Yeah, so like I think it's it has to be there has to be some difference. I don't know exactly what it is, but yeah, but I don't think they're going to be. It's they're not going to be appearing at these other events because they're chasing world golfing rankings points. It's going to be because they like the course fit or their wife likes to go on vacation there some other reason like i imagine like what's the reason that the american express field is so good this week uh, i imagine because it's at a really nice resort I think in a so. really nice area of the country yeah so i'm just, i'm just thinking like the like in uh lack of a better term like the rich the richer is going to get richer yeah without even like really trying to like there's they're playing at the events they have to play at and then the the little guys are just going to like slowly fall <laughs> it's like slide, yes, I slide hope, down the. I, yes, it's going to be harder and harder to co- come from the B team and get onto the A team. Yeah, because you don't get the invitation to the A table until you've gone over and but you know like you really have to break out as a full fledged star. And I hope that the PGA Tour has not inadvertently created two tours in one here, where there's an A tour and a B tour. But I I think the it's gonna we're gonna have to watch it because the American Express is evidence to the contrary. We've got five of the top ten and a great field and 54 holes of guaranteed. These guys, can it's even a pro-am. Yeah. And they're still here. And it's a 54-hole cut. So this event's, you know, even a little wacky. They play on three different golf courses. Yeah. Like it, usually it's Cantlay. Rom was here last year complaining that it was a putting contest. They're both back. <laughs> Scheffler's here. I forgot about that. Burns is here. Zalatoris is back. So... I, you know, I don't know. I, th- I think it's going to be, it'll be an interesting story to watch. I hope it turns out okay. All right, meanwhile, the Corn Ferry Tour is in action, and then I want to touch on the Live stuff, because actually since we started, there's been another development on Live. Oh, boy. Regarding broadcast rights. Oh. So we'll touch on that as well as telling you the player that's leaving the PGA Tour in favor of the Live Tour. Um, but a quick check-in on the Corn Ferry. If you don't remember... This, which I admit I even forget about this uh, just about every year. We play Sunday through Wednesday on the Corn Ferry Tour for no good reason to start the season a couple different times. First in the Bahamas. So they are underway. Um, They're actually getting ready. They're finishing up their third round right now. Shad Tootin has a commanding three-stroke lead at 14 under par over Peter Canade. Akshay Bhatia was the first-round leader. He's in contention, also tied for second. Chandler Phillips, 10-under. Daniel Mirnicki, 9-under. 
Uh, Joey Garber is playing in this tournament. He's even par tied for 46 through three rounds with one round uh, to go. That, again, is the great Exuma Classic at Sandals, Emerald Bay in the beautiful Bahamas. On the live tour, what do you think, Hunter? Mito Pereira, the Chilean who contended nearly one at Southern Hills were it not for an errant drive on the 72nd hole, grade the get for the live tour um like a c minus i really i mean you it's not going to make any material difference i I think in terms of their uh, their success moving forward and they keep doing this 48 it's 48 guys we're all on teams nothing changes and they're about to start so, so I, presumably they had a rough off season, quote unquote, in the sense of they thought they were gonna get, they probably thought they're gonna do much better than just Mito Pereira, who's Joaquin Neiman's buddy and has been rumored for a long time. Yeah. he's gonna go to live. I I do. The one thing I, I will say, like they continue to grab guys that like where the game does need to be growing. So like, I I do like I kind of like. More international, internet. Like I'm okay. I'm okay. Like in a weird way, I'm like okay if they take the international guys because that's it's just more golf for for Chile, I guess. I in a way, I, if I'm if I'm trying to find the the positive in it, but this is like this is not a guy that that once again, like nobody is. <laughs> I don't think anybody's like sitting back and they see this news and they're like, oh, well now I'm going to watch the live because Mitos. My boy, yeah. my boy Mito's playing. Yeah. He doesn't have that kind of a following. So, and like you, like you just said, we're getting we're getting awfully close to this. Where, in my eyes, and what I envision their their thinking is that the the player count is going to stop. Like we're not going to keep adding guys willy nilly. Like we need to we need to settle up some teams here at some point and start playing this league that they want to do. And if <laughs> If they don't have enough, if they don't have the guys that they kind of envisioned they have envisioned having, it could uh, definitely could be interesting. It definitely became it's becoming more of an international feeling tour than a super tour. Yes, because Mito is is he's a great player, but by no means is he among the top no ten percent of the game or whatever. Like he's no. he may ascend to that point, and he's got probably got that ability, but. I mean, this is a guy that just came on tour a couple of years ago that we were all excited to bet because we saw how you know how great of a player he was going to be. But it's not something that you know, like Hunter said, makes a huge difference to a common a common golf fan. Okay. Meanwhile, there's Dan Rappaport just put out another piece on Barstool not long ago, detailing the broadcast deal for live that we had been talking about and here for the past couple of weeks that we felt that that was com- reports were suggesting that that was coming soon. Um, do you want to take a venture, a guess as to what network it is? Fox. It is not Fox. Really? Like a actual, like a big net. It's a big network. It is not a big network. Um, Oh god, I have no idea. The CW. The CW? The CW. Who owns the CW? <laughs> I just think, I don't know. I've got to dig into this because I don't know anything about this. 
but I think it's literally just a distribution partner. Like, I don't think sounds like Liv's going to do the entire broadcast and CW is just going to distribute it. So it's basically going to be exactly what you're watching on YouTube on the CW. What the? And they may be paying on the network may be paying a nominal fee to live for the, for the rights. So, so it's apparently according to front office sports, which must be the, Marketing arm of Live Golf or something. I haven't even read this. I just saw this. Uh, CW is the fifth largest network in the United States, reaching 100 million households. Yeah, so it's. Uh, Doesn't feel like a Live Golf fan, the right platform for a Live Golf fan, but this is certainly. I kept saying a broadcast deal will be the turning point in the competitive landscape for these two tours. This is not what I meant when I said that. No, I mean, I, I, I think you even said exactly. You're like, if they could, if they could be on Fox watching another sport, and then say after this we have Live Golf starting, then but like who, who's you? You're if you're on CW, you're watching the four TV shows that are associated with CW. When you pull up CW, is wait, I want to guess a couple. <laughs> You won't have a clue. <laughs> is one of them like Seventh Heaven? No. So I think you need to think more sci-fi. It's much more sci-fi. Okay, then no, I'm out. So it's just Star like- Star Trek. <laughs> the Flash. Uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. That's a great in, show. Independent, but it's not It's not the original. It's a, it's a remake. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Winchesters and The American, which is actually an okay show. Okay, well, that's but, brutal. So it's, it is- Apparently CW is a- Founded by both CBS and um, Warner's brother. Interesting. Hence CW. Yes, yeah. but I, man, I I don't know. I I don't know what that. I don't know. I what once that again does. do not know why they are going to pay money to a play. <laughs> why they're what this doesn't benefit them. I don't think at all. I don't see how it does. You like you can laugh at him now, like even more. This I, is a, yeah. This is not a good. This doesn't feel like a good move for the tour. <laughs> this they, doesn't seem like the splash kind of moves that were promised for. They really want to be on TV. That's <laughs> what it sounds like. They, they need to be on TV to be viable, but this is not. I mean, maybe they parlay this into something more, but they're just figuring they got to get through got to get their foot in the proverbial door if you will but i'm going to see if like if my base the youtube tv package that we have even has cw that's a good idea yeah oh and it while, does the cw and while you do that should we move on to the american express uh i have a f- yes let's we have do. a few incidentals to cover yeah i, I kind of want to talk about the netflix show you could almost play golf here today let's be honest Okay. Well, that's actually very funny you mentioned that. I think we are, I don't want to like get all global, global warming weirding oh, on you. We I think we're 10 years, 10 years away from, from year round golf. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Not like, not like the golf, golf course is open, but like the, the Springbrook will be, there will be at least a weekend a month, the entire year where that place is open. We need like a, stadium golf experience here like an indoor outdoor like a five like a i know nine holes might be ambitious for an indoor outdoor setup but like 
something that applies enough shelter and heat to be able to play in adverse conditions that are still somewhat reasonable. Like this crap weather that used to be shoulder weather when it was like high 30s and it rained or it was rain-snow mix and everyone was just saying, please just be snow. For those days. Yeah, this is just like, this is this our is winter now. miserable. Oh, I know. I, well, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I like above 32. I do. Especially now that it's, it's, it's been, it's been such a, a weird winter that like, it's not even, it doesn't look, it does look very like dreary and, and brown, but I'm just, I'm just used to it now, I guess. I don't think it's going to, not going to be like standing snow here like ever again. Not for long periods of time. Remember, were you here? You were that's here. That's so sad. You were here for Christmas, weren't you? I hope that's not right. You, I was. And didn't it? So it snowed during Christmas, and then I kid you not, it was a week later that snow was gone, and that was like two feet of snow. It is crazy when you look at the snowfall against how much snow, because we've had a fair amount of snowfall. Yeah, I still think I, I still think it's gonna it was it's going to continue to snow, but I just don't know how it's going to to stay. So I was funny you mentioned that because I do think we're we're close. You just gotta wait the long game out. All right, hit me with the uh, your incidentals, if you will. I know you're gonna talk about the Latin American amateur. Oh yeah, and I want to just get your thoughts on. Do you have Netflix? Do you pay? Do you, I do. Do you subscribe to Netflix? You, I I pirate it off of, off of a generous claims. <laughs> It's not. It's not pirating. <laughs> uh, you, are not? you excited? Are you excited for the for the golf uh, that's I coming get, out here in a week or I not mean, a week I a month? Yes, I get anxious about anything like this because I don't want it to fail or people to think that these golfers are dorks or you know whatever the case may be. I so I, I'm a little nervous that it needs to be good, but yeah, I want. I'm excited to watch it. When what's the actual release? 15th of February, I think. Yeah. I mean, wake me up in a month. Yeah. I think, I, I'm pretty sure it's the 15th of February, but it's the same. Quite guy. a cast. Yeah. And the same guys that did the the Drive to Survive for F1. And I think that- They did a tennis one though that I apparently got mixed reviews for. Right? Oh, did it? And did they do the tennis one? I, 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 I saw something about that. I wasn't sure if it was the same. It's a good idea. I think- and they should do this for the lower tours. So that's funny you mention that. So I think they're actually, um, they're the Fire Pit Collective Monday Qualifier Monday Q is is kind of piggybacking off of what I'm not even sure what this Netflix series is called, but Fire Pit Collective is um, putting out a series next week, I think, called the the Grind. Yeah, that'll so be it, good. It's all talk. It's talking. I'm pretty sure it's. I want to say there's a few different golfers, but the one that they previewed a lot in the trailer was Mark Baldwin, who he's been yeah affiliated with affiliated with now for the last couple of years. Those stories are fascinating, though, for sure. So I, I am I am excited to. I, what I was going to say is that the that drive survive like really boosted the um, the engagement for F1 and how many people really liked it. So I'm I'm hoping. That maybe you can kind of snag that. I think it's a great way of snagging the younger audience. I agree. 
I agree. It's a better we can we need to get to know these players in ways other than the interviews they give before and after their rounds. Like that's you, when you get them out of that context, you get more interesting content and you get more uh, there's more appeal to fans. Mm-hmm. All right, who won the Latin American Championship that they played in Puerto Rico? And you said got TV time on ESPN too, which I was fascinated by because I can't even get the Corn Fairy Tour on TV. Because this guy's going to now play in the Masters and the U.S. Open. I'm not sure about the Open Championship. Not the PGA, I don't think. But yeah, yes, he's playing. He'll play in the Open. Uh, Mateo Fernandez de Oliveiro. Oliveiro, I'm going to say. Uh, he's an Arkansas golfer, senior senior Arkansas. He closed with a uh, five under 67 on Sunday to win. Um, Latin America Amateur Championship. Uh, he's the second Argentine to ever win the event. Uh, first, and it began in 2015. And he broke, holy moly, he broke the 72 hole scoring record by eight shots. Woo! So not not too bad from uh, from Mr. Mateo. He's ranked 15th in the PGA Tour University uh, standings. So obviously he has put together a very solid career at Arkansas. So, um, obviously a pretty cool experience for, for him to be able to go play in the Masters. Yeah, what a dream. In the U.S. Open and the Open. What a dream. Um, all right, let's talk about the American Express, shall we? Yeah. Okay, so, uh, we mentioned it earlier. We've got, we begin the California, is, is it kind of the California swing now? Southern California. Long-standing event here. Three different golf courses the first three days. But it's all desert, target, short golf. Putting contest. John Rahm famously bemoaning the fact that this is a putting contest. This is one of the more proverbial putting contests on tour. Not just because of the way that the golf courses are and it's resort golf and it's friendly and there's not as much trouble sort of everybody's ball ends up in the same places uh, off the tee. But also, there's pro. it's a pro-am, so they need to keep the golf course from being too hard. It has to be playable for the amateurs, hence the easier pin positions, and they even try to keep them in the same kind of places over those first three days. You know, like you can't move them too far. You got to move them out of the footprints a little bit, but they're trying to move those pins as little as possible. So they're basically giving everybody the friendliest pin position on every hole for the first uh, three days. However, I will say it is not always great putters who win putting contests. It is sometimes just guys who get hot at the right time. We talked a lot about Siwoo's putting. Hunter told you how just how bad of a putter in terms of strokes game putting he ranks on the PGA Tour. He won here two years ago. So don't equate putting contests with good putters. You still have to gain T degree to give yourself a lot of opportunities. And if you get if you're a poor putter, but a great ball striker who gets hot with the putter, that's that's enough to qualify you to win a, a, a putting contest, as it were. So as we look at the course history here, um I'll I'll take you through first just the strokes gain total. Guys who have gained the most strokes here over the past five editions of this event. Hadwin, 
Cantlay, Sung Jay, Andrew Putnam, who played well at the Sony, Rom, Siwoo, who won two years ago, Andrew Landry, who won three years ago, Harmon plays well here, Finau, a 14th, a 4th, and a 40th, uh, Cameron Davis, Tom Hoagie, who was second last year and sixth back in 2020. And those are some of the guys who have the best course history. Notables, Scotty Scheffler has a third place here back in 2020, tied for 25th uh, in 2022. Sam Ryder has some decent history here. Nick Taylor, uh, K.H. Lee, halfway decent history. That about rounds it out for guys in terms of if you're just looking at history and history alone and trying to ride on that. Those are the guys where I would kind of uh, cut it off. Other than some of these first-timers, Lee Hodges in his first try gained 11 strokes here and tied for third. Zalatoris in his first appearance tied for sixth, gaining 10 strokes. Uh, David Lipsky, who played well last week, tied for 14th in his first and only appearance here. So those are sort of the notables tournament history. Past champions, live player, live member, Hudson Swafford, uh, won in 2022 over Tom Hoagie. Siwoo, I mentioned, won the year before that over Patrick Cantlay. Andrew Landry, I mentioned, won in 2020 over uh, Abraham Answer, Adam Long. One in 2019, John Rahm in 2018, Swafford uh, back at, uh, did it for the first time back in 2017. Duffner, another very poor putter who won here. Bill Haas, a good putter, 2015. Patrick Reed, a good putter. And Brian Gay, an excellent putter. By the way, did you know Brian Gay turned 50 and has been playing some on the Champions Tour? Oh, really? He's sneaky turned 50 on us. Hmm. Um, so certainly some of the things we can take away from that, length is not really a factor. Uh, Duffner is not long. Brian Gay is short. Mark Wilson, who won here in 2012, is short. Um, length never hurts, but if you wanted, if you like a short hitter this week, that's not it's not going to be a factor. Uh, being short, the golf courses are all between 7,000 and 7,200 yards. Um. So, the odds board. Shall we? Mm-hmm. Long, you met the other thing is from that list of past champs, you can tell Hudson Swafford having one year twice makes it kind of long shot season. Rom would sort of be the only premium player that you would say, well, Reed in 2014, who was one here. Andrew Landry, surely a long shot. Siwoo is never short on the odds board. Adam Long, surely a long shot. Um, in fact, Duffner may have in 2016 may have been one of the more one of the guys with the shorter odds. So it's a good week to look at 101s, 101s and beyond um, and and maybe take some chances, if not on outrights, then at least on some top 20s because we can get some interesting results here. Rom leads it off at 6.5 to 1. This is DraftKings. Scheffler's next at 10 to 1. Then Cantley at 11 to 1. Finau, 12. Xander in the field, which is interesting after having to withdraw from the century at 18 to 1. Zalatoris, who I mentioned, was sixth place here, along with Cam Young, who played well here last year through three rounds and then gave it away on Sunday. Those guys are both 20 to 1. Tom Kim and Sung J M 22. Then kind of a big jump back to Hoagie, Montgomery, Burns, very soft price on Burns, Harmon, and Wise, all 35 to 1. Siwoo 40 this week, Cam Davis 45. 
Uh, people are betting Sahith. I see he's down from 60 all the way to 50, along with K.H. Lee. Andrew Putnam, who we mentioned, and Adam Hadwin, who we mentioned, both 60-1. to 1. Jason Day, 65. Poston, 75-1. to 1. That completes the 75-1s to 1s and under. Who do you like from that group, Hunter? Um, honestly, not John Rahm is who I, I mean, I, I think he's a man on a mission, a man, a man on a mission this year. I really do. I, I don't know if I, five and a half. Is, <laughs> so, well, six and a half on DraftKings. Okay. So six and a half. Then, Still yeah, the same fine. number as the central, <laughs> which is interesting. Um, they're basically rating the other 155 guys in this field as having as good of a chance to beat John Rahm as the other 33 or whatever it was at the century had a chance to beat him. So that tells you what they think of this field, as well as some of the longer odds, because there are some guys who we were betting at much shorter numbers last year at very long odds this week. Certainly good reason to like Rahm. Uh, Brian Harmon is another guy that I think is is playing well enough, and he's played well here in the past. And if you talk about like target golf, I think you, I, I imagine Brian, Brian Harmon kind of like starts swirling in my brain and putting. Yeah, talking about a guy who can gain a lot of strokes with this putter. Uh, really short number for him though, so the the books are obviously sensitive to his. They're aware of his past success here. Mm-hmm. I mentioned Aaron Wise being interesting. He has a really poor history here. I think that's a bit of a wild card. I I like your guy Taylor Montgomery this week at thirty five to one. Thirty five to one is a short number, but he's been putting lights out. That's the other thing I wanted to go through with it. Let's just. Real quick, if I may, strokes game putting year to date through through this season, which these results are spotty. So there's going to be really small sample sizes for some of these guys. Some of these are really interesting, and some of these are the usual suspects, but I think it's pertinent to the week. Brian Gay leads it off. Travis Vick, Harry Hall, Maverick McNeely, Cantley, Hatton, Finau which we've seen, his putting has been lights out. Mm-hmm. There's Taylor Montgomery, eighth on strokes game putting on this list. Rose, Willett, Adam Long, a guy who's won here, Fleetwood, Herbert, Kelly Craft, Andrew Putnam, who sets up really nicely this week, John Rahm gaining a lot of strokes with, strokes with the putter, Seamus Power, Bo Hostler, Aaron Wise, I mentioned, play, having much more success with the wand if the putting held him back in the past, which it has here in the past three rounds. I think there's Sneaky reason. I don't know if he's an outright at 35. That number is so short, but he might be a DraftKings play if the price is right. And then Soon Young Kim, who we talked about earlier on this pod, is 20th here, and who is a really good putter. So I just think Taylor Montgomery popping out there with all the form, maybe it's not an outright, but he should have another really strong week here, and probably you can get a decent uh, top 20 number on him. I bet Thigala. Didn't play great here last year, tied for 33rd. He says the strength of his game is his short game and his putting. If he can keep it straight enough and keep from getting wild, like I like the correlation between this golf course and TPC Scottsdale, or these golf courses, I should say, where he kind of gave it away last year and should have had his first victory, and then he won the team event with Hoagie. Like I really think he's playing well. I thought sixty to one was a great number. I immediately uh, jumped on that. So he's another guy that I like in this range. I think the top is really hard to sort out. Yes, because 
You'd be hard pressed to find reasons not to play Rom, Scheffler, Cantley, or Fino. And you can pretty much add Zalatoris to that list because Zalatoris shook off the wrist and showed that the injury is not going to linger. At least he got through one event and played better day by day. Even Cameron Young going back to last year. And then you've got soft numbers on Tom Kim, Sung J.M., Tom Hoagie. So it's a really tough week to, to figure out at the top. Obviously, you have to plant your flag. But I like some of the, you know, I think there's a, you can hope that all those guys somehow don't win and then look for the quality in the rest of the field, which certainly Sahith qualifies uh, for that, particularly at 60-1. to 1. So so I'm on that. I was on that right away. I got a couple names for you. I think Dip, David Lipsky is going to continue to, he has, you mentioned a T14 tier, I think, last year. Uh, obviously, just played well enough. Um at the Sony to finish in the top five, he is plus five hundred to top twenty, and he's plus, I want to say it was two eighty, um, to top forty. I don't mind that. And then another another guy I'm looking at is uh, Denny McCarthy. He, I thought we were going to get to Denny. McC- I was he, hoping we would get to Denny McCarthy. He I was cut the in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty two T six. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. And the number is like is 90, wild. 90 to one. 90 to one on Denny. Yeah. I, we I, had Kirk last week at 90 to one. I like Denny too. I mean, I like Denny. The people love Denny last week at the Sony. I like, now they're going to be off him. I like him much more this week. Yeah. you would th- Yeah. This oh. is a better fit mm-hmm. for Denny. Um, I still don't know if he's, I don't know. I can't, I, I don't, I don't think I'm, he's one of those guys that I'm just, I don't know. Hey, Sanis, I just don't know if he's ever going to win. I know. But I think he's like, he's just the guy you're always going to see at these, like, these events. You just got, you just pencil him, pencil him for a top 20. But I don't think, I don't think it's, we can't quite jump. I can't quite jump, jump in at 95 to yeah, 1. I like those top 20s. Montgomery, I mentioned he's plus 150 to top 20. Uh, you mentioned Harmon. Uh, if you like Sahith the way that I do, he's plus 200 to top 20. Um, and then Putnam is another guy that I like at plus 240, who I think I played really well last week, plays well here, very good putter, uh, and maybe even a sneaky sneaky outright bet there. And then let's go through some more notables. I just think there's numbers that are sort of like jump out at you now. The McCarthy one was one at 90 to one, where these numbers have just gotten very long on on some guys that you know are are good players. You mentioned Lipsky, he's 130 to 1. That's probably um you know, a bit of a reach, but Steven Yeager's been playing some some good golf. He was as high as 180. It looks like he's taken some money. He's down to 150. Uh Nate Lashley was really long, another guy that's playing some good golf. PJ Tour winner Lee Hodges, who played well here last year, 150 to one. Ben Griffin, who's playing good golf, 150 to one. Sebastian Munoz, known birdie maker, uh, 150 to one. Not sure what his history is here, but uh, Justin Sue might be a name to watch. He's played a little bit better, uh, and he's a California guy, so maybe this is kind of the 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 event he needs to get. Uh, to get going a little bit, but he's a player with a lot of promise. Callum Terran, maybe not a great fit, but 200 to one. Taylor Moore is a guy whose number got down. 
here's two guys that I think are really interesting. Taylor Moore and Grayson Sig. I bet Grayson Sig at 250 to 1. He's another guy that showed up on those putting stats in the top 30. Not customarily known maybe as the strength of his game, more of a good just ball striker plotter. If he gets hot with the putter this week, he does not miss many greens. Played great at the end of last year. Um, I think got married in this this off season too. Yeah. This winter, he did. Yeah, in Highlands, I love Grayson Sig at two fifty. Um, so I, you know, I I I really liked I like Taylor Montgomery a lot. I love Sahithi Gala sixty to one. Still get him at fifty, and I think. From these long shots, I mean, I do, I do like Grayson Sig a lot at two hundred fifty to one. And if you look at a, let's see, what do you get for a top twenty on? It's got to be in the four hundred range, probably. Oh, I would think so. At least because Lipsky at, at plus one hundred was, or at plus yeah, hundred to one to win was plus five hundred. Plus five fifty for Grayson Sig to top twenty. How about that? So Lipsky is plus is a hundred, hundred thirty to one, hundred thirty to one on DraftKings, and he's plus. I guess I don't know what he is on your. So my, that might be why I'm those plus four hundred. Yeah, and six two hundred fifty to one and plus five fifty. So the values maybe more on the outright side there, but I'll probably be on both. I'll back Gray. I'll happily back Grace and Sig. Um. And there's some guys, you know, you go down here and find guys who are making their first, like Matthew Neesmith is a guy that's probably going to play. He's This should be a really good course for him. He's totally out of the consciousness, but in terms of what the, you know, what the gamblers are focusing on, he hasn't played, but he sets up really nicely for this golf course. So go ahead and go digging this week because there's some plays down in the, down in the, down near the bottom that I think might be you know, might be worth it this week. It's going to be a mixed leaderboard, and we could end up with a situation much like we had last week where the premium players can't keep up with the putter, and you've got that mixed bag of no-names or proverbial no-names at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. No, I hope hope that's not the case, but definitely... (laughs) you got to believe either from the Cantley, Rom, Scheffler... Finau, foursome, one of those guys is going to be in contention. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. I don't know what Rom. I think maybe he could just start missing putts, but he's not going to miss many shots. No, no. So I don't I, think Finau's going to miss many. Finau's that's true. Finau's been playing really well. Like Finau's been on fire. You had to look at the long form, but like he's the guy that I think I probably play. This is one of those weeks. If you play daily fantasy. Or like you're like I like everybody at the top, so you just fade the ownership because mm-hmm. you figure I can't distinguish between these guys, so I'll let everybody else distinguish them based on their ownership, and I'll play the lower owned guys. But I will tell you, I'm hoping Finau is among the lower owned because I will happily fire him here, particularly in a daily fantasy format, knowing he's hot with the putter, he can make tons and tons of birdies, and uh, you know he could pay off his price even if he doesn't win the golf tournament just based on his scoring. I mean, he's an awesome fantasy player because he makes tons and tons of birdies. Well, I look forward to watching Live Golf on the CW. Yeah, that'll be... Uh, I got to go home and ch- check my antenna and I, see. make sure we get the CW. 
which I'm sure we do because we're on exactly the kind of TV setup that would make the CW part of your core rotation. I don't even know what channel that is. Is that like one of the, is that like a, that's a network channel, you think? I don't even, I honestly, I don't know. I didn't, I figured it wasn't. I thought it was. It can't be. Is it cable? That's, that's kind of what I was thinking. I don't think, I don't know, dude. I'm going to show my ignorance here so badly. I have, I know nothing about the CW. I've never watched anything on the CW. Is, uh. I see it on like transit buses. It's like watch King of Queens tonight at seven on the CW. The CW Television Network is an American English language commercial broadcast television network that is controlled through the CW Network LLC by Nexstar Media Group with a 75% ownership interest. Network's name is derived from the first letters of its two founding owners, which we've talked about. Um, that sure sound like network, didn't it? Yeah. I well, guess. good for you, Liv Tour. You found a network channel that most of us didn't even know existed. So good on you. It may get into 100 million households. You're just going to have to tell all 100 million that they get it. Is that? Do you think that's how they do those numbers? Like, well, this this TV has that channel. <laughs> so, I, like, well, how else and, would you do In this? theory, yeah, they, I think they so. could yes, watch this. Technically, everyone <laughs> on earth could watch this. <laughs> Anyone with a... <laughs> Anyone with rabbit ears or cable or anything, SCW, yeah. But it's still, it can't be. It's not like everyone who has NBC and CBS has CW, so. I'm really trying to find out if it's... Uh, some some we'll detective fold. work here being done by Hunter on the on Wikipedia. We will, uh, we, will do, we will do more research on the CW. Yeah, lots to, lots to unpack with the developments on the, on the live tour. Suffice to say, it's not been a great couple of months for them, I would say. No, I would say that that is correct. All right, enjoy the American Express. Hope you enjoyed this. the Sony. It's a great field, beautiful, beautiful place, tons of birdies, lots, lots, to, lots to like. What's the, what are the, do you have the broadcast details real quick? Mm. I imagine this is almost all on Golf Channel. I would think we got to be pretty... Get a little bit of juice, network juice on Saturday and Sunday, maybe? We are going to do um, on Thursday, 3 to 7 on the Golf Channel. On Friday, and this and there's a bunch of ESPN Pluses too, so I think we're, I think we're back to having full ESPN Plus coverage, maybe, rather than just featured groups. Like we had at okay, at the that's, uh, Sony. That's a positive. Uh, Golf Channel again on Friday from three to seven. Golf Channel on Saturday from three to seven, and then Golf Channel from three to seven on Sunday as well. Bummer. With some Peacock, some Peacock and ESPN Plus. Well, I'll be watching Sahithi Galawan is first. Technically, PJ Tour event on the PJ Tour app. Perfect. Possibly even on my browser. Yeah, I would say probably the browser. <laughs> probably the browser. All right, good luck. Thanks, everybody. Yep, see ya.